Hey everybody, John Fenn here at Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. And if you're in the EU, you might want to look at our EU website, CWOWI.eu. We are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints by meeting in homes. Where possible, we rotate homes and who leads so that everybody gets an opportunity to share what Christ in them is doing. Check it out on our website. There are 10 question and answer videos about house church, lots of material. Sign up for my weekly thoughts and my monthly newsletter. It's in the newsletter that I put prophetic things and it's in the headers there of the weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out by email uh, on Friday mornings, U.S. time. But it's in the headers there and in the information there where we put news of our Zoom online meetings, our conferences, where I'm going to be, etc. So sign up for all that. All right, today, part one, part one, talking about how to renew the mind and get to know the Father, how to change the way you think about yourself, part one. Now, I have told this to many, many, many people who have said, you know, I know Jesus, but I don't know the Father, or how can I get to know God better? Because, you know, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. Now, he indicates in John 14, 6, when he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, no one comes to the Father but by me, he's indicating that the Father is our destination. What he's saying there is, I am the truth, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth of the Father. I am the life of the Father. He's the manifest way, truth, and life to the Father, but the Father's the point. So if you stop at Jesus, then you're only going part way. Jesus said in John 17, 3, in the Gospel of John 17, 3, one of his last prayers that we have recorded of any length, and he says, this is eternal life, to know, to know you, God, and your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. This is eternal life, to know you, Father God, and your Son, Jesus, whom you've sent. So, see, there's the, both elements to it. And certainly all prayers in the New Testament are to the Father. And so what I, what I tell people to do and what I encourage them is to start, you've got to start thinking like God thinks about you. Romans chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. In Romans 12, 2, he says, you will undergo a metamorphosis, a, a transformation through the renewing of your mind, the way you think. And, and when you do that, you'll be able to prove out in your life the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But there's got to be that transformation in the Greek word metamorphosis of your mind. And you do that by taking control of your emotions, taking control of your thoughts, and thinking the way God thinks about you. And so what I've told people, so many hundreds and hundreds of people, is I encourage them, go through Ephesians chapters 1, 2, and 3, and where you see God mentioned, it is talking about God the Father, so just insert Father, and and look and study what, what Paul is writing about that the Father God has done for us. Let's go there. I've got my Bible on my lap, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And it says in verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus. This is what he says in verse 2. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now stop right there. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace from God the Father. Your heavenly Father is sending you grace and peace. Now here's where the renewing of the mind comes in. You say, I don't feel like I have grace. Well, grace is favor that you haven't earned. It's also empowerment in the things of God. You know, when Paul wrote to Timothy in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 
And 2 Timothy 2, 1, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, be strong in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Paul wasn't telling him to be strong in unearned favor. He was talking about being strong in the grace that Jesus Christ has provided through the work on the cross and the resurrection. Be strong in the grace, be strong in the empowerment that the Lord gives you. And so here in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 2, he says, grace and peace to you from the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is favor and it's empowerment. And you say, well, I don't feel very powerful. Stop. Okay, stop. It doesn't matter the way you feel. You have to start thinking the way God thinks about you. Grace and peace. And I've had, you know, I'll never forget one time I had a student uh, come to me. Back back in the day, there was a man named Larry Lee who did a, a really popular uh, thing of, of praying out the Lord's Prayer, the order of the Lord's Prayer, spending time on God, whose name is holy, who, who's in heaven, then going to his will be done on earth as in heaven, and going through the Lord's Prayer, kind of a step-by-step type of thing. And we had, I remember one student of mine in particular had evidently promised the Lord, you know, I'll get up at five o'clock in the morning, which was, you know, an hour and a half or an hour early for him. And I'm going to go through the Lord's prayer. And he came to me so upset and he said, I I think God's mad at me. Uh, And and I said, why is God mad at you? Why do you think that? And he said, well, because I promised to get up at five o'clock in the morning and pray. And I'll tell you, you know, I'm going to school for four hours in the morning. I work late and I just need my sleep and I failed. I'm sleeping into six and 630 before I have to get up and just barely make it to school on time. God must be mad at me. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's not mad at you. That was something you did of yourself to say, this is what I'm going to do. And you recognize it's for a season. It's not for the rest of eternity. It's just for a season in your life. And so, and so he was able to find some peace there. And, and one of the elements there is, is to always keep in mind what Ephesians 1, 2 says, that grace and peace are to you from God, the father. So you sit there and you say, wow, I have peace from God, the father. What does that mean? That means you change your thinking. You know, second Corinthians chapter 10, verse five, or actually four, five, six, all the way through there in 2 Corinthians 10, says to, to, to bring imaginations captive and every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You pull down those imaginations in your mind and you say, no, 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 I'm not accepting that. I'm going to say, I'm going to think, I'm going to feel what God feels, thinks, and says about me. And so God says, grace and peace are, are, are to you. God the Father, to you, you have grace and peace. No matter what you feel like, no matter what your circumstances say, God is for you. Grace and peace. Grace is the empowerment and the favor and peace that you and he are at peace. You say, but I just sinned. Yeah, but he just forgave you. That he saved you knowing, he sent Jesus to the cross a couple thousand years ago, knowing that you would sin today, tomorrow, next week, next year, He knew all that, and yet he still sent Jesus, and he still accepted you into the saints, caused your spirit to be born again. He knew all that, so grace and peace are to you. He's given us his son. How can he not, along with his son, then give us all things? Because his son is the most valuable thing to him, and he's given us Christ Jesus in us. So you go down to verse 3. Look at verse 3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Stop. Think about that. God the Father, your Father, has blessed you, not Jesus, but your Father, has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. What does that mean? You've got Christ in you. You have all spiritual blessings. You don't need any more spiritual blessings. You have it all. God the Father has blessed you with all spiritual blessings, Ephesians 1.3. See, this lines up with chapter 2 
and verses four through six. And so we go to chapter two in Ephesians, and I'm just skipping ahead a little bit. I'll come back. And it says, God, that is the Father, who was rich in mercy. This is Ephesians 2, 4. God the Father, who was rich in mercy for his great love where he loved us. Even when we were dead in our sins, he made us alive together with Christ. With Christ, not just in Christ. Made us alive with Christ, for by his grace you are saved. And in verse 6, it says this. And he's raised us up. That is, the Father has raised us up and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I love verse 7. So that in the ages to come, he, that is the Father, can continue to show forth the riches of his kindness, which is towards us in Christ Jesus. You understand you're seated in the heavenly places so that the Father can continue in the ages to come. Not just the thousand year reign of Jesus, but after that, after the book of Revelation closes, there are ages to come. And the Father's still going to be showing the riches of his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Right now, Ephesians 2.6 says, you are seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Jesus is, is next to the Father, you know, right at the throne. That's why Hebrews 4.16 says, come boldly to the throne. That you receive, that you may receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. Come boldly to the throne because you're already a child of God. You're already a citizen of heaven. You're all, you already have Christ in you. So when we read Ephesians chapter one and verse three, and it says, God the Father has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, uh, then, then you stop your, your thinking contrary to that. You know, it ends any idea that you have to beg. God for more filling or more blessing or something like that. It ends the the idea that you're going to crawl on your knees up a hill to a shrine that God may forgive you and bless you. It's like you've already got spiritual blessings, every spiritual blessing that you need. Whatever situation you're in today, you've got the grace, you've got the peace from God the Father, and you have the spiritual blessings that you need. Everything that you need for life and godliness has already been provided by the Father through the knowledge of, of the fact that you know Jesus. So think about that. If, if you say, oh, I, I hate myself, I don't like myself, stop. You've already been blessed with all spiritual blessings. God the Father says grace and peace to you. What's not to like? That he like not only loves you, but he likes you. That he extended that to you. When you hear, I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, you can't give enough. You can't volunteer enough. You can't fast enough. You can't pray enough to get any more than having all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. You can't, you can't do anything to improve upon that. It, it means you don't have to do some sort of a court system where you have to file your case in the courts of heaven and state your case and all that stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. It does away with all formulas because you've already been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Whatever you need, you've already got. All right, I'm going to stop here for today, pick it up next week. But just think about that. Think about yourself as God thinks. You've already got grace and peace from God the Father, and you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. All right, God bless. Think on that. Pick it up next week. God bless.